हेलो एंड वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट कल्चर कॉर्नर विथ इलेन एंड ग्लोरिया आई एम ग्लोरिया खामकर एन एकेडमिक फ्रॉम द फैकल्टी ऑफ मीडिया एंड कम्युनिकेशन एंड विथ मी इज इलेन वॉरिनर द इंटरनल कम्युनिकेशंस मैनेजर एट बोनमथ यूनिवर्सिटी Culture Corner is our dedicated podcast series featuring a wide range of topics related to culture, providing insights, discussions and stories about various aspects of human culture. In this episode of Culture Corner with Elaine and Gloria, we are joined by Dr. Gallery Roshan, head of the Center for Fusion Learning, Innovation and Excellence and BU's lead for our Race Equality Charter submission last year. Hello Gally. Hello Gloria. We are also delighted to welcome Jonathan Good, Head of Fundraising and Alumni Relations. Welcome to you as well, John. Thank you. Hello. So today we're talking about race equality, why it's so important and what BU is doing in this area, both to support and to learn from students, staff and our alumni community. So Gelly, you led our work to achieve a Race Equality Charter Bronze Award last year. Could you explain a little bit about what the award is and why we felt it was something that we wanted to have at BU? Yes, sure. This um, race equality charter is an, a scheme led by Advanced HE and it looks at improving representation, progression and success of minority ethnic staff and students within an HE context. In BU, one of our significant values as a university is inclusivity. So I think everything that we have in our strategic direction leads to this type of initiative and we felt that it's only a appropriate for us to strive to achieve the award as well that is really interesting uh, so is it fair to say that it is less about having the award itself and more about what we learn through the process and our ongoing plans to continue to develop an environment where everyone can thrive really Yeah absolutely Gloria um the award involved a form of self evaluation as an institution for us to look at staff academic and professional staff and also our students as well all the way you know from the cycle of recruitment um to graduation or when staff leave BU so we wanted to see an end to end and look at the experience of our staff as part of this process the doing the application obviously the self evaluation involved looking at a range of data with a lens on ethnicity particularly ethnicity of uh bame black um and asian minority groups which is now called uh, global majority right global majority <laughs> yes um we actually have a group within the university um reviewing and looking at language as well and all because of our focus on inclusivity but yes so as part of this self evaluation process we looked at a lot of data about progression of student and staff at various levels and it was really interesting because we have a lot of data but we don't usually look at some of the cross sectionality of the data with the type of students and staff from a race and equality perspective so that was really interesting for us but i think um 
a learning point for me, and I think broadly I've heard that around the university of colleagues who've been particularly involved, has been to hear the lived experiences of staff and students. We did data collection in various ways. We did a race equality charter survey with staff and with our students. I did some focus group um, conversations with staff and students. And it's only when you have those conversations that you really get the feel for what we're doing well and celebrate those more and do more of those things, but also where uh, some of the gaps might exist that we can better support students and staff. But I think the most significant part of this process generally to apply for the award isn't just the self-evaluation. The self-evaluation and the award is only the beginning. And that's what I really value about this process because we had to develop a smart action plan that would say what we're going to do in the next three years. And I think that's where work is almost beginning rather than coming to an end with the award. It's really the starting point for us. So there's clearly lots of work that's gone on, both for that submission process and all the self-reflection that went on. And as you mentioned, it's just the beginning of this whole process. John, I think you were also involved in the submission process. What are your reflections on what BU is doing to embed race equality across the university? Yeah, I can't take credit for all the work that went into the submission, but some of the work that our team had been working on was captured in the submission, and as well as the details of the reverse mentoring pilot, which I was involved with personally. Um, I think my reflections are in line with what Gloria said, really, that it's probably less about having an award and it's more about what we can learn through doing it. You know, but that said, I do think that having a clear focus, whether that's because of an award submission or a scheduled month of activity, is helpful. And there's that saying in business that you focus on what you get measured on. And, you know, while this isn't why we should do things, it certainly shouldn't be a tick box or a tokenistic exercise. As Gelly has said, it does lead us to be more intentional as individuals, as teams and as an organisation. And, you know, I think the submission has been a vehicle to think about how can we do better and then to put those thoughts into actions. As Gelly said, the first part is reflection and capturing what we, where we're at. The next stage is about an action plan to improve and touching on some of the work that we've been doing as a team you know my reflection was that race equality certainly wasn't happening by accident and there's sort of a phrase I use, which this is almost like sort of lazy hopefulness that just because you're all good people with good intentions, that inclusivity will naturally follow. But when you do stop to analyse it, it becomes quite clear that it doesn't and that's not happening. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, but that is because of prejudices that you don't even realise exist. Uh, sometimes it's because it's not enough to do the same for everyone and to expect equal results. Um, you have to do more and to make positive actions to help level the field. And, you know, that can feel uncomfortable at first, speaking personally. Um, but you start to realise that if you're in a position of privilege, which again, I come to realise if you're white, male and middle class, which I am all those things, then you know you have a responsibility to, to do something with that privilege. It's great that you mentioned, John, the reverse mentoring pilot, because that's how I and Elaine met and ultimately how this podcast series came about. I remember around two years ago, perhaps we started having those meetings and slowly we realized that those meetings are turning into an hour-long conversation on various different things, really, about culture, about lifestyle, life at BU, my teaching, Elaine's work, and basically the things that we do at BU, isn't it, Elaine? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, my thoughts about the reverse mentoring pilot is it really fosters connections between the mentor and mentee, but just helps you to think more broadly about fostering connections across the university. And we haven't necessarily made huge changes. There might be just small things that I might have changed or you might have changed. But I know that some of our conversations have then come back to me at a later point in time and I've reflected on them at that appropriate moment and it's perhaps made me stop and think and maybe tackle things in a slightly different way. And I think above all, it's been fun. You know, we've had a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of good conversations. And yeah, and we're having a lot of fun with this podcast series as well. Absolutely. And I think it's not just one off, isn't it? It becomes part of life and, you know, lifestyle that we inculcate those thoughts, how we look at things, how we process things when we are living in a multicultural society, really. And that's how it helps us. Yeah, for sure. And I think that relates to what John just talked about in terms of, you know, getting into that mindset. It might be uncomfortable at first, but just starting to think differently, starting to, you know, reflect on what you're doing and maybe um, analysing that in a different way. And John, you talked a little bit about what's going on in the team. So a number of years ago, you started to run a series of activities to increase diversity, inclusiveness of your activities um, across the alumni team. You know, I wonder if you can tell us what brought about this approach and also some of the initiatives that you've introduced over the years. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, like many people, I was prompted by the Black Lives Matter movement, which grew up or at least came to the fore in 2020 following the, the murder of George Floyd. And I started reading more, as I think many of us did, about race and started attending a number of online events that were coming through at that time. And I also completed some training, which really impacted me, which was encouraging you to think about the difference between being non-racist and anti-racist. Uh, one is quite passive and easy to say, oh, I'm not racist. Uh, but the other is it actually prompting you to do something about that and actually use your privilege to, to try and make a difference. So again, like many people, that led me to reflect on what we were doing at work and, and, and kind of how how we might change things for the better, really. And so a bit like, uh, as Gelly talked about, from a BU-wide perspective, we did an analysis of the work we were doing as a team and trying to see whether engagement in our activities matched the makeup of our student and our alumni communities, to see whether the stories we were covering, the people that we gave awards to, the people that came and volunteered with us, did they match the demographics of the community we were attempting to serve? And surprise, surprise, it didn't. And as I said earlier, it became clear that diversity wasn't happening by accident. And so this started with race. It did then grow to encompass other forms of diversity as well. But to kind of stick with race for the purposes of this conversation, we kind of set out with what felt like some quite clunky activities to try and make a change. So we started being proactive to seek out stories from alumni of colour and other unrepresented groups. We held some events where we invited alumni to talk about what it meant to be black in the workplace and some of the challenges that they faced. And we also made use of the national weeks and months to try and run some relevant content. Uh, and I should say worked with Subu to develop and launch a black alumni mentoring program to try and support current black students by matching them with black graduates to, to give them perspectives on their time at BU and, and their careers beyond. And what we were keen to do is, is to get the input of our black alumni and to try and understand their perspectives rather than just to assume that we knew what to do. And again, that can feel quite clunky because for the first time you're emailing somebody and saying, I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you because you're black and I want to understand more about what that's like for you, which felt really uncomfortable. But in every example, we were just met with uh, open arms is a bit of a strong phrase, but you know, people being very willing to, to take that opportunity and to share. 
Uh, yeah, and we also then began to include some optional equality monitoring questions on our alumni registration forms so that we could start to build a better picture of our alumni community because actually our starting point was how well do we reflect that community? Well, we weren't able to say because we weren't at that time capturing those kind of characteristics in our data. So these are some great initiatives, John, that you mentioned. So are you able to share the difference which they have made to the alumni and BU communities? Yeah, I mean, we set ourselves some targets, which we, you know, we managed to meet in the first and the second years. About It was quite nominal, but setting some targets around the numbers of stories, the number of people engaged in our volunteering activities from different groups, which we started to hit. Um, but I think, you know, more broadly than that, we've seen an increase in engagement from our black alumni. And I feel like our activities are more inclusive. We've still got a way to go. From a very specific example, we supported 30 students in the first year of our black alumni mentoring program, and they reported feeling a greater sense of belonging within BU as a result of that. Um, and we've also, whilst this again is not the, the intention, but we've been invited to share our work with other universities at sector conferences so that we can start to share some of those learnings. You know, you feel like you're in quite a, a poor place, but actually you realise that, again, this is not great really, is it? But actually it's shared across the sector and other people are keen to have those conversations and feel as reticent to begin with about knowing where, where exactly to start. And it's ongoing for us, but it's about being more mindful of representation when it comes to running our activities, our award schemes, our campaigns, as well as work working with Lane's team and other teams around sourcing alumni to speak at events or share their stories. We have now a bank of alumni that we can go to and ask to involve, you know, involve in activities that are more targeted that we just wouldn't have been able to do before we set out on that. That's interesting. And John, you know, you spoke about listening to people's lived experiences and using that to develop new initiatives and, you know, make improvements. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, for staff, we have a race equality staff network at BU, which is designed to provide opportunities for people to share their experiences and perspectives in a safe and mutually supportive environment. But it's also there to help raise awareness and support the university to develop policies which underpin a positive experience for all colleagues, as well as advancing race equality and inclusion here at BU. So Gelly, we're aware that you and your team are working on organising a race equality conference. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? And do you think this conference could be a good stepping stone into our broader race equality charter action plan? Absolutely. It's one of our action plans. When we were doing the action plan, I think what was important coming through institutionally, through talking to staff and the data that we were seeing, was that we needed to highlight more the work that was happening. There was disparate work that wasn't really surfaced uh, before in quite the same way. You helped us put the website together and, and talk about some of those case studies of colleagues' research nationally and internationally, which I thought was really significant. And we wanted to celebrate those. They obviously benefit from a research output perspective, but I think from a diversity perspective, it was even more impactful. And as we talked to those colleagues more about it, we wanted to uh, make the process more inclusive for others to have a voice and share their ideas. Sometimes people don't necessarily look at this as an inclusivity or race equality sort of perspective. They naturally have networks, you know, in different countries and they work with those colleagues. But I think bringing that and my vision, I suppose, that colleagues agreed with when, when we included in the action plan was that Bournemouth University regionally becomes a hub uh, for looking at how we can enhance the experience of our staff 
and students because our students were giving feedback about not just their experience at BU in the classroom or in the canteen. They were um, talking about race-related experience in the local supermarket. So we knew that we had a lot of work to do and we couldn't do all of it ourselves. So we needed to work with stakeholders uh, regionally. So the aim is that we look at our external partners, our regional stakeholders from diversity perspective, but also from large employers in the region and so on, and just provide a platform where we can have conversations about celebrating, firstly, I think, um, the diversity of the region, but also how else we can uh, work together to make sure that we create a safe and happy environment for all, not just for people of race, for everyone. And there's work to do in that area. And I think we've had very positive response, at least through our engagement when we were doing the the charter, in terms of experiences that already happened in the university. They didn't happen just because of signing up to the charter. So I think it is taking that forward. But I'm really keen for BU, with all the work that it does, with all the fantastic students and engagements that we have, with the work of alumni, for example. These are fantastic initiatives that we can actually work together. And I think we're stronger that way to then engage the broader community. That sounds really positive, really. And John, is there anything which you are planning at the moment to further support race equality? I think for us at the moment, it's about embedding what we've started um, and also just trying to ensure that it becomes business as usual. Uh, I might just speak for myself whether others recognise this, but you know, there's a risk that you set out with this really focused, intentional programme of activity and then other things start to creep in and distract your attention and, and there's other priorities. So for me, it's about trying to continue to hold that mirror up and when we're having discussions with team and colleagues about is what we're doing representative. The other thing which I'm excited by is so part of my role is around alumni relations. The other is around fundraising and generating income. And we're starting to work with a number of partners who are keen to uh, provide funding to attract students from underrepresented groups into certain courses. So working at the moment with one foundation focused on supporting Muslim students uh, and another organisation that wants to increase diversity in the events sector from a race perspective. So they're looking to launch a scholarship with us next year. So it's nice to be able to bring those two things together and start to think about how can we increase diversity in the student body uh, and then once they're here how can we use our alumni to support their experience as well that sounds fantastic and it's been a great discussion today so thank you both gelly and john for joining us on this episode of culture corner with elaine and gloria we really look forward to seeing how work to support race equality here at bu develops absolutely and now it's time to bring this podcast episode to a close thank you for listening to culture corner with elaine and gloria If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review and sharing it with a friend. We appreciate your support. This podcast was produced by Dr. Gloria Khamkar and Elaine Wariner with the support from Jason Hallett with Technical Production. Stay tuned for our next episode and until then, take care.